Hi, my name is Michelle McCarriac, and I'll be hosting this month's podcast. Uh, I'm the editor of Technologies for Worship magazine, and uh, we've been around for 28 years. It's our anniversary this year. So um, if you're looking for stuff to read, four churches written by uh, people who care about churches, then you should be checking us out. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about audio for special events with Carrie Martinez. Carrie started to become more involved in church around April of 2018 which led her to volunteer in the AV ministry at Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. As of February 2020, she now works full-time as a live audio engineer at Water of Life Community Church in Fontana, California. She has a heart for women in AV and has pursued ways to connect with them and now hosts a podcast named Tech Hearts, which is about women in the church tech arts. Being curious and cultivating her skills, Martinez enjoys talking to people, being creative, and finding new ways to grow. Welcome, Carrie. Hello. All right, so I'm looking forward to uh, our discussion today, and I guess we'll start off with our first question. Yep. Can you just tell us a little bit more about your work in ministry and with churches? Yes, so I originally started as a volunteer and at Harvest, and um, since then I, I've just been trying to, um, you know, grow um, from the volunteering, and I eventually I did because I ended up being hired at a church closer to my home, and which is in Fontana. So I have done two churches; they're both um, mega churches, and um, we even have satellite campuses. So we even have at Water of Life a smaller campus in Upland, California. And it's much more of a small church feel because it is the building that used to be an old, you know, small church. So I like the uh, ability to go back and forth to like the small church setting and the big church setting. And that is my experience. That's my, yes. <laughs> cool. Um, just expand on that a little bit before I get to my next question. Mm -hmm. What, what What is the biggest thing that you notice between uh, small churches and large churches? Because a lot of smaller churches think they can't do the same things bigger churches are doing because uh, they don't have the same type of budget. And in my experience, I think they just need to look at things a different way. But, you know, I'm not I'm not boots on the ground like you are. So what's your view on that? From what I know, um, it definitely you definitely can get creative with your resources. It's you, making use of your space, of your physical space, your, your again, your resources and figuring out how you can um, utilize uh, both of them and make it look like something. Uh, because it, what I've noticed, it's not, for me, it's not uh, as ironic as it is. It's not really about the lights or it's not really about the most expensive sound system. It really is whether you're able to create a space for people to um, come and hear the word of God. Because if you get too caught up in the lights, too much on a budget, what are you really focusing on? Because if you're taking a budget from um, another place or saving more money for lights, um, is it really worth it? Um, but, but that being said, a smaller church can do what a bigger church can do in a sense of just making sure that you're creating a space, a comfortable 
um, inviting space for people to come in and um, and you can also work with bigger churches too. You could ask, you know, what do you guys do? How did you guys start? Because a big church um, for both of the churches that I, I uh, volunteered and worked at, they started from something super small. It wasn't this huge grand thing at first. Um, I think first you need to pray and ask God, is this what you want me to do? Do you want me to be like a big church? Because if you're if a small church is like a big church, there's no need for small churches and big churches. So, yes, that's my take. <laughs> yeah, uh, interesting. I, I I like what you're saying about if a small church is like a big church, there's no need for small churches because that's uh, that's very true. And it's not a way that I'd ever actually looked at it myself before. So thank you for that. Mm. Um, so, so we'll jump ahead to the next question then. Um, most churches have special events that happen outside of the normal worship service. So weddings, funerals, et cetera. But how does audio mixing for these special events differ from mixing for a Sunday morning? And I'm going to add a little bit onto that as well. Yep. How how do you explain that difference to your volunteers in a way that they easily grasp it and don't worry about um, the differences in the mixing? Got it. Okay. So uh i when i am because i actually am the one uh we have two people who are usually scheduled for weddings funerals um even like you know the smaller events um i enjoy them i actually find them a little bit more stressful than a sunday service because if you have a memorial that's the family's last you know get together not the last get together but formal get together with their loved one who has passed away, whether um, they're doing like, you know, a celebration of life or just a memorial or funeral. Um, You want to make sure that you get all the cues right. Well, that's your goal. Um, I just want, you know, there's that a little bit more pressure and, you know, this is people could come to church every week, but a funeral is even a wedding. I take the same approach to a wedding. It's like, this is their special day. And, uh, I usually try to be a little bit more meticulous and um, make sure I coordinate with the event planner uh, for the memorial of the wedding and make sure that, you know, okay, this is next, right? This is, this is the, uh, I always clarify a little bit more during the smaller events than the bigger events, because the bigger events, they're, they're already pretty much set in stone um, as for how things are done as for memorials and uh, weddings and smaller events or events that are not Sunday service or Saturday service, um, they are brought uh, to us, to our tech team by people who are not in tech, who don't really uh, see the behind the scenes of what it means to take out a microphone. It's a lot more than just giving them a microphone. It's turning on the whole system. It's turning, uh, you know, making sure that the EQ is okay. It's making sure that it sounds clear. Uh, it's not, again, it's not just a microphone, but I usually am a little bit more detail-oriented when it comes to smaller events. So uh, for that detail, being detail-oriented, as a general rule of thumb, um, do you try to get in advance sort of the, the order of what they're going to be needing, have an idea of how many speakers they're going to be um just can you go into that a little bit more in detail so that um our listeners can sort of 
wrap their heads around exactly what you're saying and maybe how they could be more detail oriented as well. Yep. So our admin you, uh, usually reaches out to the um, our the ministry. We we have uh, it's uh, memorials and weddings, all that I believe are under healing ministry. So we they usually uh, send us uh, the ministry who's requesting for this event uh, sends the request form for a sound tech or for a tech in general um, to come out to the event for help. So we get that sometimes, you know, months in advance, weeks in advance. So we start planning all of that and start um, emailing everybody and talking to everybody to make sure that everything's up to date. All the content with the family wants is sent in. Uh, we make sure that, you know, we have enough microphones, we have um, the correct microphones, uh, and we just start, we always update, and we always try to uh, keep uh, tabs on what is going on until the day comes. Hopefully that's helpful. Okay, and do you think it would be for uh, churches where they do have the luxury of having um, two or more volunteers uh, that can run the audio. Do you think it's it's beneficial for them to have someone that just specializes in the smaller events? Oh, that's right. You did ask about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we actually have, from what I know, we haven't had a volunteer run uh, something like that because we they usually don't have uh, the communication to other ministries as we do all the time because we work there as mm -hmm. for volunteers you know sometimes they're not able to to have that communication all the time but we are working on that now we really want to go back to making sure that volunteers are going to be able to do everything that we are able to do since we are a mega church we there is a certain standard that um the congregation wants so it's a little bit trickier. It takes a little bit more time to get um, our volunteers into there. Um, we do have a lot of volunteers, though, in our, like, student ministries, in Bible studies. Uh, if, uh, if a group wants to use a smaller venue on the campus, we, um, we train those people to use, some, uh, to use something like that. That's way less stress um, as for, like, a wedding or a memorial. You know, you want to make sure that you, you – it's good. It's good. You don't have to, but it is good to know who is running it, who is um, the pastor over it, who is the family. You want to make sure you have that connection to um, those people. And uh, But if you do have volunteers who are faithful, because I was that when I was volunteering at Harvest, um, there are definitely ways to, you know, just to just bring up your volunteers to what you you duplicate yourself basically there was a little bit more uh time to do that uh, especially if the, it de really depends on the volunteer too if the volunteer is that committed to it to you know being able to help in any place and putting the time into learning it if the person doesn't know any of it in the beginning um because we take volunteers from from scratch like we will bring them up completely if they don't know anything. As long as they are called and they are know they know that they are called to be in the ministry, we will train them. Whether you don't feel called or not, but we will train them. Um, so 
it, it helps a lot if okay if you, if you are called yeah that, that makes sense um okay um so what challenges have you faced when mixing for special events in the church is is there something that really sort of sticks out in your mind or a funny story you could share with us yes there was one wedding that i did uh audio for and it was it was a wedding and the one of the parties one of the bridal parties came in way too soon and they had a uh, this th- this couple wanted a song for each part of the wedding so once the bridesmaids came down then the mother then the father then the then the groomsmen like they all had a separate song and I was like okay I, I mean that's fine everyone came out almost right after each other like like 10 steps behind each other so I was like "Uh, I can't do this I can't I have to choose just one song there's no way I can play it for like two seconds each one so that that was a little that was a little frustrating not gonna lie that was um because I think one of the challenges that I think come with those events are that people don't realize the media or the top the the tech needs um and how those work which is not their fault i i'm not i'm never i'm never really mad at it because i i i didn't know either at first so just showing that grace and it really is and just you know trying to do the best that you can but there will definitely be parts because if people don't know tech again people will just be like oh we just need a microphone well there's a lot that goes into that and you just have to remember that those people don't know and I guess that's a challenging thing is when you work with uh when you're the only one and you have to work with everybody else because you know the whole family wants a slideshow and they will come up to you when um when it's not being played or if there's technical difficulties which there are and I think I think some people realize don't realize sometimes or they may forget that we are a church and we have some older things because you know we're not we're not some other church that i mean we are a mega church but we're not we don't have like the nicest stuff it's stuff that we need um and that we can afford so certain things you know we don't we can't uh accommodate for right away because say the computer uh we i know we have a lot of problems with the pro presenter weren't working on a computer and it shuts down it will restart it will freeze and we usually try to knock out those problems in the beginning by testing it but there will always be something that doesn't load or freezes or reboots or something and you know that that's I think that's the challenging thing is working with computers that are a little bit older, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and it's important that people understand that it's uh, it's there's people actually behind the tech. Yeah. So you have to you treat everybody well, and and everyone's doing their best, and mm-hmm. you know it is what it is, right? Like you that's do the best it. that you can, and hopefully it works out. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's very very true uh, for across everything in life, right? Mm-hmm. There are people behind it. Yeah. People are more important than an event or or material or whatever is going on. It's always the people that uh, that's a big lesson I've been learning right now, actually, is it doesn't matter about anything else. Uh it what matters is about the people, the what the 
that you're trying to do your best for them. You mess up, you mess up, and that's part of God's will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Good, good. So, um, so you told us about that story. I was actually picturing it in my head when you were saying about the songs changing, because I can just imagine <laughs> you get a sentence of something and then it would be into the course of something else and it would have been just chaos, I believe. Oh, yeah. So uh, on top of these funny stories, what are some of the biggest blessings that you've experienced during these events? Um, let's see. I, uh, does this also include like student ministries, like the smaller ministries? Absolutely, any, any ministry that you've been involved in and, and uh, just being involved in ministry at all, I guess, what would, what would your biggest blessing, or some of them, you could tell us more than one, but what would you feel that would be? Okay. My favorite thing um, actually comes from seeing the people worship because I know that I'm helping put together that space and the the setting up, the sound checks, all of that can seem a little mundane sometimes. But once you see it actually come to fruition and you see everybody worshiping for a service that you help put together, it is the most rewarding thing for me. And especially during the smaller ministries, because it's a lot more personal and intimate and you see a lot more people um, up close rather than being at front of house in the middle of a auditorium. Um, you're when you're at front of house in a smaller space, you're right there with the people. And it's usually those I really enjoy uh, doing worship for like doing audio and the worship segments of the, of the event and I, I get so into it uh, sometimes I'm like oh I have to put up this fader and I'm like wow this is uh I I feel it sometimes especially being in ministry you're always in a position to be giving and giving and to always um you know serve and uh, I mean you should be that way as a Christian in all aspects of life but uh typically you know if you're this is your this is also your job and you're here doing this eight hours a day or however, or a volunteer, you're there for eight hours a day also and, or more or less, but regardless of what it is, you still, you're still serving. But sometimes if you're serving, you have to serve the main uh, you have to serve the main services. You have to serve the midweek services, whatever it is. And sometimes you may not be able to get a sit down and, uh, and enjoy it as a congregate. But uh, reminding yourself as to why you're doing it and um, just being into it and just be like, you know what? Okay, I am serving God um, while doing this and just being able to enjoy moments that you can. And that's what I've been doing lately a lot more. And it's just that's been a blessing a lot is just being able to enjoy the worship and finding time to do it and being intentional about you are working but you are also serving and you are also here to glorify God and worship him also whether it's you know you may not be worshiping uh by song just by yourself you know without doing anything with any equipment you may not be like the other congregants but you're a congregant who is getting to put to, uh, all of this together for your other congregants so it's just mindset and what 
and you know just what you're doing making sure that you're doing it unto god and then he will remind you that it is a blessing to be working for his house mm-hmm. and you know what when you um when you're explaining that and and how it makes you feel and trying to be more mindful isn't it wonderful when you can be at a worship service because i i think sometimes people get bogged down in what's going on outside of church and outside of um you know sunday worship or saturday worship but when you can go to a, a service and you can sit there and you can just sort of let your mind empty of all the other things that are going on in your life and open your heart that's when things are most moving and that's when things are most meaningful so mm-hmm. I I, uh, I really appreciated your answer there because it made me reflect too on the way that I um, need to be more mindful as well when I am at church and not be thinking about whether or not the roast beef is burning yeah. <laughs> in my dinner. Oh my goodness, yes. Oh no, I've, I've definitely thought about that too. I, I usually, sometimes if I go to work, I start my day by saying, what am I going to have for dinner? Or what am I even going to have for breakfast tomorrow morning? I, Yeah. <laughs> it's it's easy to do right because yeah. it's you know it's it's other things that are happening but to be able to just sort of focus and sit and think you know how can i how can i be of service today if for anything not just what you're doing working at the church but any aspect of your daily life how can i be of service i yes. think that's something we all need to ask ourselves more than we do and then being able to sort of open our our hearts and and clear our minds out so that we can um, accept uh, or receive that understanding from God as to what our purpose is for for this particular day. I think that's a great a great way to to go about things. So yes. Oh, another thing uh, you mentioned, you know, just ministry in general. I think I I, I know you know uh, I've gotten a lot of feedback and like just a lot of people talking as to like well you work in a church um you're supposed to be this way and i'm just like mm, no uh you're you're still human and just because you work in a church does not mean that you can't do ministry is not working in a church ministry is going about your life serving god for whatever for whatever that is ministry is and i i know there are some volunteers because i was that volunteer i was that volunteer that was like i'm gonna work at church like i would like that's like such a goal for a christian that you get that's what you get to do for a living and even though that is such a blessing in 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 and of itself i now that i do work for it i do honestly see ministry is not just working at a church you could serve anywhere mm-hmm. anywhere outside the church because the church is not the building it is the people out there doing god's work out also outside christians and you know some non-believers will come to the church to hear god's word but what about the rest of the millions of people who don't know god who don't come to church who don't hear the word you are their only source sometimes of the word and that is you know that really should be determining how you live you know how you do ministry sometimes ministry is just your husband or your wife sometimes ministry is just your kids sometimes ministry is just the people you are around whether that's in a walmart whether that's at um, costco whether that's a detailing shop whether you know that's at the 99 cent store 
whether you're a CEO, it doesn't matter where you are. God has people everywhere doing his work. Sorry, I'm very passionate about that. <laughs> no, no, that's that's so true. And I, 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 I totally agree with you. So that's uh, wonderful. I, and I think we're starting to run out of time. So oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, don't be sorry. This has been a great conversation and I would love to continue it um, at another point in time if we could. So yes. what I would like to do though, Carrie, is, is um, thank you mm -hmm. for your wisdom and for your encouragement to those who serve. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm wondering if you could just sort of maybe toot your own horn a little bit and tell us how uh, people can connect with you for further information or check out your podcast. Yes. So... Uh, if you want to reach me, I'm on Instagram. I have uh, a Twitter and both of their handles are at the Carrie Martinez. Uh, Carrie is spelled K-A-R-I, like Carrie Job. Um, that one usually uh, helps people remember. And especially if you're a Christian. And I have a website that you can reach me on too and see what I'm doing. Um, it's thecarriemartinez.com. And my email is thecaremartinez at gmail.com. And my podcast can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on the website. Um, and that's called Tech Hearts. And, and sorry, I think we might have mentioned it above. Did we say how long you've been doing Tech Hearts? Hearts, sorry? Uh, since May. Wow. Every week? Every month. Last month, I, I didn't get to do it because it was my birthday. There was a lot of things going on. <laughs> okay. Um, that's uh, that's wonderful, though. I'm going to go check it out myself. So oh, thank you. Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much. Mm -hmm. And um, thank everyone who were able to listen to our podcast today. Um, if you have found this information valuable, please make sure to share it with others. And don't forget to check back next month to listen to our podcast with uh, William Vander Bloemen and Carl Barn Barnhill, who will be discussing how executive leadership should be supporting administrative staff. And subscribe now and be the first to listen. Thanks very much. Nice talking to you, Gary. You too. Thanks.